Okay, Boker Tover in the middle of Gemara Moed Katan Chav Ches Amit Beis. Gemara is going to continue to discuss other things that affect the length of a person's life. Omar Rava, Rava says Chaye Bone Umezone, a person's life, meaning how long he lives, how many children he has, and his uh, sustenance, Parnasa. What do they depend on? Lo bischusa talia milsa. It's not a matter on the person's merits, depending on how good of a person you are. Elamazla talia milsa. But it's a matter depends on one's mazel. Now, what do we mean by the mazel? The simple meaning of the mazel is the effect that the celestial bodies have on a person. In other words, again, we've got to make this clear. We don't misunderstand here. There is nothing that everything is directed by Hashem. However, Hashem has tools that uh, fulfill his shlichus in the world. And therefore, when Hashem decides that you are going to live X amount of years, he has you born under the celestial alignment that will produce that type of a lifetime for you. Similarly, children, just like we know by Avram, he was originally born under a celestial alignment. That would mean he would not have children. And also, question of your parnasa. These are the things that does initially, we have a lot to talk about, so we can't just do it on one line here. We have to take it slowly here. But initially, Hashem is what decides has nothing to do with what kind of a person you are. Now, this is really a Gemara in Shabbos, okay, that says, is a machlokas as to whether prayer and good deeds can change the influence of a mazel. Rava's statement in our Gemara apparently accords with the opinion of Hanina, who views the influence of mazel as inescapable. However, the primary view is that of Rabbi Yochanan, who maintains that prayer good deeds can improve one's fortune. Okay? Now, Tosas the Ritva here reconciled the views of Reverend Yochanan. There's no question, though, that a sinner who's liable to be put to death will die before his, uh, his mazel had dictated for him. In other words, if, you, if the mazel decided you'll live 80 years, and then you do a number of affairs that deserve kares, and there's no tshuva done, then guess what? You messed up your mazel. All right? So the mazel really is the way God initially plans the way your life should be led. So as a machlokas, can you change it or not? We go with the primary opinion of Rav Yochanan. We'll see. Now, it's very difficult to understand how Rav and Rav Hanina can be of the opinion that the length of a person's life is shown livelihood are determined by mazel and not by merit. In several places, the Torah promises an abundance of these blessings to those who obey God's will and the converse to those who disobey. There we must say that Rava considers Mazel only a factor, albeit the main one, in determining a person's fate. He agrees that its effect can be mitigated, at least in part, by one's deeds. Others answer that the dispute revolves around only individuals all concede that the celestial signs hold no sway over the Jewish people collectively. Okay, so this is the issue. So there's 
again, there's many Gemaras. There's a famous Gemara with, I'm trying to remember the name of the rabbi. It's just escaping my bar, uh, Ben Pedas. Uh, was a very, very poor person. Very, very uh, uh, poor person. Hardly anything to eat. And one time he had so little to eat, he like went into a trance and went up to Shemayim. And uh, he spoke to Hashem and says, can't you do anything to change my, uh, my, my destiny here? So Hashem says, do you want me to undo the entire creation of the world? And even then I can't guarantee you things would change. So he says, okay, so do I have any world to come? He says, yeah, you have a very nice world to come. And he says, have I lived more than half of my life? He says, yes, you've lived more than half your life. He says, okay, I'll take it the way it is. Okay, so what does all this mean? It means like this. It means that Hashem decides before you come into the world exactly what your mission is in this world and why he chooses you to get this mission. That's his business. He understands exactly who he created and what everyone's purpose is for. That's not up for us, at least in this lifetime, to understand why we have this purpose. Now, if you understand that the most important thing a person can do is to do what Hashem asks him to do, then you're not going to complain as to what your lot is. For some people, Hashem says, the way the world will reach its perfection is you will live a life of poverty. Why? When you come up to the next world, I'll explain it all to you. I can't explain it to you now. And if you're willing to accept that, then fine, you've done your mission. And that's all there is to it. Um, if you want to use a marshal to this, a marshal to this is uh, movie stars, actors, where um, let's say you could have a person be a movie star and his role is to be a drunk bum. That's his role. Or uh, someone who has um, uh, a severe handicap. And that's his role. Now, would, would the, the movie star, when he gets the script, and he's getting paid millions for this, he's going to say, you know, I don't want the script of a drunk bum. I'm not a drunk bum. So they're going to say, what are you talking about? Now, okay, now there's such as they decide which script they want. But it used to not be that way. So the guy said, I don't want a part of a, a drunk bum. What do you mean? Well, because I'm not a drunk bum. He says, yeah, but you're a movie star. You're supposed to act. So, of course, they would take the role. So you have to understand that Hashem gives us roles to play. And, as they say, we're looking to get an Academy Award for our performance. So Hashem gives you a role that you are going to be uh, a sick person your whole life. Okay, so that's your role. Take it, do the avoda the best you can, and then in the next world you get paid billions for doing this role. So that all depends on the mazel. And the Gemara is giving you the three primary things, how long you live, and obviously that's also what kind of physical life you have. If you have children, if you have money, and things like that, that depends on the mazel. That's what Hashem decided for your life. Now, one second. I have to still finish because you may be asking, I may answer it, right? So then the question is, so now, so there's no place for any tefillah? He says, of course there's a place for tefillah. Now, the question is, now, then there's different types of, of mazel. 
But let's say, you know, uh, so now the person can daven Hashem and say, you know, Hashem, I'm finding it very hard for me to live with this role you've given me. I'd like to switch the role. Okay, so now you got to be really careful because Hashem has already designated the role. Now, you want to change it, you could always daven, and maybe what Hashem wants is for you to develop into a different type of person that now will benefit from having such things. It could be Hashem, you know, didn't give you children because he wants you to daven very hard, such as Yitzchak and Rivka, where he always planned on giving them um, Yaakov, but he wanted them to pray hard for it. Or Avram and Sarah. Yes, I, re- I made you a mazel not to have it, but then that can, uh, if you pray properly and you develop properly, then I could change the mazel. And maybe that's part of what your life is. So, therefore, there's always a place for prayer because it could very well be that the mazel was that then, you know, it's for a certain amount of time, and then you pray, and then the mazel changes. So, but the main point that the Gemara is trying to say is the fact that you are a poor man does not mean you're a bad person. The fact that you're a sick person does not mean you're a bad person. The fact that you die short, live short, is not that you're a bad person. Uh, that is what Hashem has decided. But as we know, we paskin ain't mazali Yisrael. And therefore, we're not, quote unquote, doomed to always live that way. But the point we're trying to make is don't always correlate good or bad life in terms of you being a good or bad person. It's up to the mazel. Now, you can, you can sometimes change it. And maybe that is a good idea. Sometimes it's not a good idea. You have to get guidance in that. That's the main point. Well, by the goyim, there is always mazel. The mazel completely dictates what's going to happen to them. They cannot change their mazel. Or you had an example of Gomorrah, where there were uh, a rabbi and a, a Roman uh, stargazer, and the Roman stargazer says, I see in the stars that this Jew is going to die today. And the rabbi said, you never know. Maybe he'll do something and he won't die. And sure enough, that at the end of the day, the guy didn't die. So the stargazer said, I can't believe it. The star said, you're going to die. So the rabbi said, did you do anything special today? He said, well... One of the guys at work didn't have lunch, and I gave up my lunch and gave it to him. And then at the end of the day, he looked in his satchel, and he saw a dead snake in his satchel. That snake was supposed to bite him, and what happened, he didn't realize it, he killed the snake before it could bite him. So the mazel was who was supposed to die, and he did a certain action that changes the mazel. The Jew can always change the mazel, but the main focus of the Gemara is saying, don't think that A, you're a bad person because you're not getting good things like everybody else. B, don't think Hashem hates you because He didn't give you what other people have. Because really, this is what Hashem wants you to do. Now, if you're feeling it's very hard and you feel maybe the will of Hashem is I should daven and change the mazel, go ahead and try it. And if Hashem decides not to change it, then accept that as your as your mission. And if maybe Hashem wants it only be for a certain amount of time, and He wants your prayers, and wants to see how much you want such a thing, so then that could be as well. Okay, now you could ask whatever you like. Well, you sort of answered part of it. But like if someone's born into a poor family and they have to accept it because it's their muzzle, so they can govern, but what about their own initiative to go out and get an education? What about the... Their own initiative. 
to go out, get an education, she go to could, night school, and then they can change their life. People have done that. You you could it. take you could yeah, you could take your initiative. No reason. But we're saying it's like the movie star. He has to play that role. That's it. But well, we don't we don't know. Like the movie star. But you don't know what your mazel is. Maybe the mazel is you're supposed to go to night school and, and get a parnasa. We you can't let this mazel um, let you um, be a stoic. That well, you know, right. I'm, I'm I'm 19 years old. I'm poor. I guess I'm always going to be poor. What are you talking about? You're 19 years old. Why do you have to be poor? Hashem says, I give you opportunity to do this. Maybe the guy's using laziness as an excuse for a mazel. But, you know, you got, you got to, we're talking case where this guy is a businessman. He, he puts in, you know, 60 hours a week. He does the same um, uh, work that the successful guy does. And Hashem never gives him the right client. Right? You know this. The difference in a sale and not a sale. It, you know, it, 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 it's not, sometimes you could say you did something stupid and lost the client, but most of the time, you did everything you're supposed to do, and the client, Hashem puts in the client's mind, you know, forget it. That's it. And there's $100,000 out the window. So that, that that's the, the muzzle too. But certainly you're meant to do what you're supposed to do. You have to try to make a part of Now, what if you try it? It doesn't work. You tried this. You tried that. You tried. It's not working, right? Who is it? What was it? Forget which uh, tzaddik. What tzaddik says? He says, "I'm destined to always be poor." He says, "If I will sell can, if I will sell ca- uh, candles, the sun will never set. If I be a grave digger, no one will ever die. That's just the way it is." He knew he has no muzzle to make money. He tried, didn't work, and then you learn to live within that muzzle. And here's the point: and be happy with what you, what you, what, what life Hashem has given you. That's the most important part. We look at other people and say, "How come he makes money and I don't make money? How come he has good health and I don't have good? How come they have a lot of kids and I can't have kids?" Right? You have to accept it, but don't look at it in terms of you're a bad person and you don't have a meaningful life. And it always has to be this way. So that is the general understanding. And now we'll have stories of great people who suffered greatly. And it's not big. Now, of course, there is another factor in life. God, you know, reward and punishment is a big factor. That if you do terrible things, now you're wrecking up the mob. There's, there's a second factor. Your free will choice, and you're making bad free will choices. You can have the best miles in the world. You're going to lose everything, or the the opposite. You make good choices. Hashem will reward you as is fitting. But again, it won't. If Hashem has an overall plan for you, and He knows the best thing in the world is that you should be poor, then no matter how hard you try, you're going to be poor. And then it gets to a point where you have to accept it and not to be unhappy. You could and say, listen, right now I'm poor. I think it would be better if I had money I could do. But if you think better, Hashem not. But Hashem wants to know what your desire is. And here's the stories. We had two rabbis. Rab and Rechisa were both very righteous rabbis. Okay. How do we know that they were so righteous rabbis? One would pray for rain and rain would fall. Umar Another one would pray for rain and rain would fall. In other words, if there was a divine decree, there should be no rain, they could dominate and change the decree. 
Okay, so what does that mean? They're clearly tzaddikim. There's no question. Hashem would not answer prayers like that in the middle of a drought unless they were really tzaddikim. So that's given and they're equal in that. However, there was a big difference between them. Rav Chista Chaya Tishim Vatarjin Shin. Rav Chista lived 92 years. Rabba Chaya Arboin. Rabba lived only four years. 40 years. 40 years. Okay? <coughs> big difference. Why? Well, was Hashem, that's what Hashem decided. Okay? Now, Bey Rav Chista Shitin Hiluli. Rav Chista's household celebrated 60 weddings of children and grandchildren, okay? It's not 60 children, okay? Some suggest 60 isn't meant to be precise. It's an allegorical term, etc. But he had a lot of nachas from the kinder. He lived to 92, nachas from the kinder, the eight and everything. And ki uh, where Rabba's household has 60 bereavements, deaths of children and grandchildren. Okay. Be Rav Chista smidi lekal v'vlomit boy. Rav Chista's house fed bread of fine flour to their dogs, and it wasn't needed. In other words, the, the dogs wouldn't even eat it. They had so much food, even the dog wouldn't eat it. Be Rabba Nahama desarli inchu lovishtach. Rabba's household gave the a bread of barley flour to people, and they didn't have enough to even feed with the barley people. So obviously, you see, and these are the three examples. We said, what are the three things that are the mazel? Parnasa, children, and life. Okay? So clearly, that's what happened. Now, again, article uh, adds, although the accepted view is that mazel does not hold sway over a person's faith, rather one can completely change and influence the influence of mazel by engaging in prayer and good deeds. The differences between the lies of Chris and Rabbah do not contradict this principle. Because divine distribution of word and punishment is based on many complex factors which are not known to us. Okay, so this, so that was this original statement which came from Rava, just to make sure it is Rava. Uh, yeah, that was Rava's first statement about mazel. Okay, so that's the mazel issue. There's definitely what to pray, but uh, don't feel bad that you're a bad person and you didn't but come up with it. Despite your mother, we also see that Hashem gives us, our, because of our Parnassus, decided every Rosh Hashanah for that year. So the mazel based on that mazel. Ba- no, yeah, based, yeah, based yeah. on the mazel that you have. Yeah. Because it's pre-decided before the Rosh Hashanah, because it's based on your mazel from when you're born, then every Rosh Hashanah, that mazel's already... Okay, you could be poor. The question is how poor. The mazel is you're poor. Okay, now how poor. So you could have real poor, not so real poor. You know, the, the mazel isn't precise to the dollar, right? So, you know, there's, there's a rich person, there's a poor person, okay? Within a poor person, there's different levels of poverty. It could be real poverty or a modest poverty. So that's the general, he ain't going to be no millionaire, okay? And he, he's going to have less than everyone else. He's guy's going to need tzedakah, okay? But how much... For that year, that already is can be a little flexible. It can be a really tough year. There could be a, a, a hunger, and mamas starving, and their mamas have nothing to eat. Or you could be poor, and you have what to eat too. So that that is always. If your mother says you're poor, then you know that that Rosh Hashanah, you're going to be. You're poor. not going to get a million dollar deal. 
different levels of because Yeah, but you know, are you gonna make forty thousand dollars or thirty thousand yeah. dollars? It's yeah. still poverty below the poverty right. line. That's all. But but it's a But you're not gonna be a million, that's right. So So Rosh Hashanah decides how poor you will be. Like Makes a big difference, right, if you're more poor or less poor. I think that's pretty clear. Right? Hashem Hashem decides, okay, you're you're now on a fixed income, right? So what do you mean? Hashem's deciding, still deciding. What do you mean? Well, you're not gonna make a billion dollars, Shelly. But Shalom, what if you have all sudden unexpected expenses? Then it comes out you're making a lot less this year. What if uh what if the interest rate uh, goes up and let's say your house is paid for and all you're living off is interest, it's going to be a good year for you. Not still not be a millionaire, but you'll have more. So the mazel is the general direction. Then there's details, right? So therefore, if you, you still within the parameters of the mazel you're stuck into, there's still different levels of how poor you're going to be or how rich you're going to be, how, how fruitful you'll be, so how not fruitful. When you say that the, the when we say God gives the Sajjah Parnassar and Rosh it's sort of sub-level to what the Mazel is. Or, yes, or there are sometimes where the Mazel changes. Yeah. The Mazel changes. And guess what? You did a lot of tshuva, you did a lot of things, and now you have changed your Mazel. And that was decided in Rosh Hashanah that the change is going to happen, right? So these these are factors that you know it it doesn't um, pay to uh, over uh, analyze this because at the end of the day there's certain factors you don't have, and only if you're a tzaddik then go up to Shemayim Hashem will tell you what those factors are. But we have to believe that uh, you know this has all been determined in a certain certain things are not. Now, what is not? What does the mazel not decide? If you put your tefillin on today, if you daven three times a day, if you're going to do kindness to people, right? But yes, I'm saying the mazel will not affect that. It could be harder for you to do certain things because you don't have money, but it could be be easier. But that already is not uh, effect. And if you really, really try, you could change the mazel. And, it, and that could be something Hashem was hoping you do, or maybe Hashem is saying, I'm hoping you don't do that. So, therefore, what we do is, I say, we always say, Hashem, I'm in your hands. I would think I need a little bit more. I'm davening for that. If you think not, I got no problems. And, and, it's, and I'm not going to just daven and not go to work. <laughs> I'm not going to say, okay, Unless, unless you are, are such a maimon of unbelievable stature, and your mom is your spiritual profile, is you're like the tzaddik of the generation, etc., etc. And even then, then you're not upset if you don't get the money either. Just a quick question. Yeah. What about the person who goes through life, no money, no children, uh, doesn't live a long time? What was his purpose in this world? That you can ask Hashem. I could give you, I could give you possible answers, but I can't tell you this is your purpose. Sometimes the purpose is so that other people should help him. That's what Chovas uh, says clearly. Sometimes your purpose is to be a poor person and for people to do chesed with you. 
That's all. And for and and you have to react in a nice way when people don't treat you the way they should be treated. This is your avoda. Your avoda is to enable other. Remember, if there's no poor people in the world, not just financially, but uh, emotionally and things like that, then how would we ever do chesed? How would we ever do chesed? So person say, okay, my lot in life is to be a poor person to collect money. You know, it could be in my last Gilgal, I was a wealthy man and never gave a penny to Tzedakah. And in my last Gilgal, my neshama is not gone into Gan Eden yet because Hashem's burning mad that I didn't give any Tzedakah for all the money I have. Okay, now you feel for a whole lifetime what it would be like and then you'll get your cup around and go into the next world. It's a dangerous game for me or you to play. But if we had a Navi, we would go to the Navi. But the main thing is say, okay, Hashem, you got a good reason. After 120 years, you'll tell me the reason, and then I'll be happy to know that. that but that, this, this idea of, of having to know everything, this is just not within our realm. What you're meant to know, Hashem will have you figure it out. You know, Hashem does punish us, mita keneged mita. You know, so let's say you're a poor guy, and uh, today somebody really let you have it. It insulted you and embarrassed you and this and that and all that. You have an obligation to be. I wonder why Hashem did that to me. I'm oversimplifying the example here now. He says, well, you know what? I was very abusive to my kid yesterday, so maybe Hashem gave me some of that back. That's a possibility. Not necessarily is. But we're meant to live life attuned to what's happening. Always the, always the goal is to do tshuva. That's the bottom line. It's not that things should be better financially. It's we should do tshuva getting closer to Hashem. That, that's the main idea. Okay. From a Rava. Rava has another statement. For these three things, I dive into Hashem. Oh, see? And he's the one who said, everything depends on the mosque. Tarti Yavali, Hashem gave me two of them. Chadalo Yavali, one he did not give me. What did I ask for? I asked for the wisdom of Rav Huna and the wealth of Rav Chista. You hear what's going on now. And he gave it to me. And he was the one who said, it depends on the mazel. Rav himself said it depends, but he says, you know, if you exceptionally pray, you could change the mazel. Okay, and then, but I'm going to say the Rav Huna. I wanted the humility of Rav Huna which is a very difficult question because, you know, everything's in the hands of heaven except the Yerushalayim, right? So that includes all virtues. So how can he pray for that? So Marshan says, Rava did not seek to be granted humility as a gift without any effort. He said that Hashem should help him with his struggle to achieve success. We know Hashem helps you. If you try, Hashem helps you. So that's the idea. But lo yavali, they did not give it to me. That's similar to the story with, I believe, Rabbi Yisrael Salanter and his student. I can't remember. It was a schmuck. I, I don't remember which students. Is. And, he, and he said to, to, to him, I don't remember the details, the idea. So he uh, said to Yisrael Salanter, you know, Rabbi, I wish I had the mind of this particular person and the mitos of that person and the wealth of that person. You know, then then I could really serve Hashem properly. So your soul sometimes says, Hashem doesn't want that. He wants with your mind and your wealth to serve Hashem. And that's that's the critical. And so here, obviously, 
Rava was of a very high level. This wasn't a question of jealousy. And he figured, I think my Avodah Hashem could now be upgraded if I have this. So Hashem said, okay, two of those things I'll give you. You're right. I think that's a good thing. The other one, no, you're not supposed to have this. Okay, let's do it a little bit more. Uh, no, let's stop it over here because the next one is a different topic. These are people meeting up with the Malach HaMavis and discussions they had with the Malach HaMavis before they did or did not die. That's a conversation? I thought it was all work. Not if, you, not if you're a tzaddik like these people are. All right.